So I'm Katie Hockey from Aztec Consulting. We do the website web, uh, e-blast, podcast, video casts, and all things web for the Chicago chapter of Cornette. Here today is to talk to you about LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, we're going to do a little choose your own adventure thing today. Last week, or two weeks ago rather, I prepared a little bit too much information, didn't get a chance to get through it with the questions. Um, so I thought today I'd make it so it's a little bit more interactive. You got four choices today, one of four options. First would be maximizing your LinkedIn presence uh, through introductions, applications, company pages, and groups. Kind of pimp your profile, if you will. Um, so option two, businesses on Facebook. Um, this is specifically for people who are looking um, at Facebook for direct marketing, um, maybe using it uh, if you uh, do a lot of events in your organization. Uh, Facebook can be a good tool for that. Uh, crafting and protecting your online persona, number three. Lots to talk about there. Um, and managing social media. This is a way to, to cut down the noise, to make social media um, more accessible for those of you who feel a little overwhelmed by it all. So um, where do we want to go today? Where do we want to fly? I'd love to go to that group versus uh, pages. Group versus pages, good. If um, you have your handout, if you turn to the second to last page, you will see a fancy dancy chart outlining a lot of these differences already. Um, there, the groups versus pages is a really great question. <laughs> and let me turn to my notes here on it. Um, First of all, Facebook doesn't really like businesses. Um, they are very, very people-oriented. Um, and they expect businesses to act differently from members. Pr primarily, they don't allow you to send friend requests the same way that a real person would be able to. They expect you as a person to have your own profile and then you to, uh, to invite your personal friends to become either fans of a page or members of a group. So, uh, so what you don't want to do is to go onto Facebook and create a profile for your company or your business or your organization. Um, you will spend tons of time setting it up, gathering friends. You'll get about, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred people on there, and then they will shut you down, and you'll have to start from scratch. It is not a good situation to be in, and, and they do it all the time. You think oh, I'll fly under the radar, you won't. It, it really doesn't take much for them to be able to find you. They, they're really good at figuring it out. Um, so you, what you do want to do is create a page or occasionally a group. I really like pages. Um, they've got a lot of similarities. They both allow you to post a photo um, of your group or um, whatever your fan page is for. Uh, you, they both have uh, general information about your organization. They both allow you to gather the Facebook members. Um, they both let you uh, put fans and members. Uh, they have interaction with your page or your group. Uh, they can post messages, links, photos, videos. Uh, they both allow you to create related events, which is really important. It's a very powerful tool that I'll go over in a few seconds. And uh, they both allow you now to create ads that to gather new members or new fans. Uh, especially for groups, this is a fairly new thing. Um, but they both do allow you to do this. The, two, the, the major differences between the two types, pages allow you to have statistics. 
and I will go ahead and um, if you turn to the last page, actually, you can see um, a pretty, oh, that's huge, not a huge Facebook. Um, a pretty, uh, they have pretty cool uh, statistical pages, statistical data. Um, and uh, this is really important, especially for those of you who have to report to a board, who are trying to convince people to invest, invest money in these sorts of activities. Uh, specifically to pay you to do it. Um, you can show people how many, um, you can show your board specifically how many people are visiting your page. Um, you can give them breakdowns like how many, what percentage are male, what percentage are female, and different age groups. Um, and uh, you can see page activity by date, which can be pretty important for people. Um, statistics is probably like the number one bonus of going with pages over groups. Groups do not allow you to do that. Um, the other thing that um, pages allow you to do, and I'm going to go ahead and go to the, uh, uh, the Aztec page here to show you this. Um, the, uh, the primary difference between groups and pages is the way that you communicate um, with your members or fans. Um, this is our, that's our statistics. They're low, that's why I didn't want to show them to you. Um, <laughs> I use this primarily as a testing tool for, for things so that I can try things out. So we don't have a ton of friends on here. Um, but I am able to send an update to fans. And uh, once I'm in here, I can target an update, which is great. Um, so I can target by uh, country, uh, by city, state. This is a page versus a group. This is not available for groups. Um, I can choose sex and age, and it's really any age. I mean, down to, it looks like 18 and up to 65. The question, what if your fans don't? What if they don't, their age? Um, they have to put a birthday into Facebook. They don't have to show it to the world. Um, some people might lie, like uh, I think you have to be at least 13 to create a Facebook page, so if you've got some underage people or maybe somebody set up a Facebook page, you know, years ago um, and, uh, you know, they're a little older or young, or a little older than, I guess they would be a little younger. A lot of people, because of all the uh, spam and all the targeted, they would, they would lie about their age, they would think they would be yeah. or right. Facebook tends, because Facebook is so stringent, I mean, the fact that they don't like businesses and they make it really hard to spam, I, it's one of the things that I think has kept Facebook a vibrant um, community, um, is they've really kept down um, uh, the ability for businesses to spam you. So, uh, but if you do, if, for, if you are communicating with your members, you can send them an update. Now, where this update goes is um, the place where pages really takes a step down from groups. Groups, you can actually send a message directly to the inbox of your member. Um, this is powerful because it also sends a related email to that person's actual email box. Um, pages, on the other hand, go to a section of the inbox that is kind of buried. You can see mine here. It goes into updates, which you can see is the fourth tab over. Um, people will also see it from the home view. I'm gonna click around here, for, forgive my phonetic 
clickings. Um, in this area up here, um, if there is a new update for someone, you might see a little flag that says, you know, updates available for Aztec Consulting. Um, but it's not nearly having, you know, a little one or a little two next to your inbox tab. Um, it's just not as, as powerful a communication tool. Um, so that is where, you know, groups kind of get some points back, um, if you will. Um, but talking about, going back to some strengths that pages have, um, status updates. Groups cannot send status updates, but I could act uh, as at going back to Aztec's page, I can say Aztec Consulting is presenting as we speak. And I can share that. And anyone who is a fan of this page, once it processes, will see it on their newsfeed. Now this is what the majority of people pay attention to. They pay attention to their newsfeed. By default, anybody you are friends with or any pages you are a fan of, um, their status updates appear here. Um, in the noise reduction section of the presentation I prepared today, I do talk a little bit about setting up specific groups to kind of take that noise factor down, weed out people that you don't necessarily need to keep up with. Um, but by default, and I would guess at least 50 or 60% of the people who are on Facebook use the default settings. Um, a fan pages, a status update will show up right there, which is great. Um, but if you send it up, you know, if there's a Blackberry and Facebook, then it'll show up in the notification if you sent it out as a... Exactly. It, wait. The notification will come to you if a group sends out a message. It will not come to you if a page sends out a message. I know they're really. I wish they had more similar words. Um, you will not get an email notification if a page, the one with statistics, the ones I, the one I typically recommend, uh, you will not get an email message through a page update, but you will get an email message through a group update. It's a, an important distinction. Um, for the most part, groups are better for short-term discussions about getting people talking um, because you do have that direct um, inbox feed for people um, and pages are, I would say, are weighted significantly um, for tools that businesses need. The uh, status update, the uh, statistics, you know, having ads really easily created off of them. So, yeah. What questions do you got about this? Would you recommend? Because they both kind of serve their own. Because it's so important, especially because most people in business aren't going to do their status updates. That seems like something that like a kid in college would do. But well, the email notification is huge. I, I mean, I've used status updates just in the last week to tell people that uh, this session is available to all of our clients. How's it? What's the response been about that? Oh, well, I, I've got a client here today that's not heard about it any other way. Yeah, update. I did it through a status update. Mm -hmm. I just wonder, do you recommend possibly doing both? I, you can do both. I don't recommend it because I think it splits your time and it splits your critical mass. I mean, these sites are all about viral marketing and building a critical mass uh, for your company. And I, I personally think it splits it. People are confused. Do I need to be part of both? I thought I already signed up for this. And uh, I, I think it can delight, dilute your efforts. I know promoters that actually send it up as a friend update, they send it up as a page update, they send it up as 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know, but at the same time, I ask because I ask the people that are promoters that do this, and I go, "Aren't people just tired of getting all these, you know, and bingo?" And they say I, yeah. no. I was surprised. I said the thought the same thing, but oh, they yeah. say no. They go, "It actually," and I'm like, "Really? Enough of this?" You know, in my email, she goes, "They say no. It actually works better for them if you're a promoter." Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that works well in, in business. I I think that it is a brand choice. You have to go back to who you are as a brand and um, make a choice based on your brand standards for your company. Um, if you know one of your goals uh, for your brand, for your company, is to make sure that people have the information that they need all the time, then yes, maybe the, the double statistics, or, or I'm sorry, the double notification is the way to go. But if you know, your brand is to, you know, if, if, you, if you've got a different approach to it from, from your company, um, then that is like we don't spam and you know we we want to be a resource to people as opposed to going to people you know if that's sort of the way that your company traditionally approaches these issues then y you know you might want to take a step back and focus a little bit more on pages I just one more yeah does Aztec as a company when you guys are, are um, you know just meeting with your clients mm -hmm. do you have a series of questions that you, that are more internal questions that you say listen before you go on Facebook do you have that list that maybe you can share with us of the internal questions that every company, every every company that wants to strategize asks them, should ask themselves. I know you have them in your head. Well, <laughs> and I know you have them in your head. Yeah, yeah we'll send it to you. <laughs> Lovely. I'll write them down. <laughs> no, but I mean that's it's because those are the things that are because yeah. some people when they feel overwhelmed they would probably just do all of it. Yeah, I on a yeah. basis, but you don't want to inundate people with why can't you just delete? Yeah. But sometimes that's not just an easy checklist either. I mean, True. When you start having, I mean, you know, as well as anyone, when you start having that brand discussion, yeah. that's a very deep thing and it requires a lot of steps. And so that very much, you know, relates to this. The, I mean, the Facebook fan uh, page is a more recent evolution, which was designed, you know, as Katie said earlier, you know, businesses were going out representing themselves as, as profiles, as people. And, you know, that kind of went against the culture of Facebook. So Facebook's reaction was to support businesses and to come up with this whole new mechanism to allow businesses to reach out to people. And so And even in the last few months they've they've come a long way in the sort of tools that are offered to businesses. Do you perceive that maybe Facebook as a whole is going to start putting the two together and say, you know, merging some of those issues like the getting the updates through the email into the pages. Do you see that as the progression? You know, we say Facebook isn't the same that it was like three or four months ago. Do you foresee that coming in the future? Should we just go to pages and well, again, the best? It's, it's a cultural thing, you know, because the idea with a page is that you know, you're not reaching out directly as this entity. What you're doing is reaching out to your fans who should then reach out as people and, and spread the word. So it's it's that two degree. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you want to be really careful with, as a business, how you reach out to people through Facebook. Um, primarily because um, if you go start inviting a million people to your to become a fan of your page who you do not know, you are engaging in spam. I mean, you just are. If you're asking people to join your Facebook group page that you don't know, you're a spammer. <laughs> and and I mean that is really important to the majority of companies that they do not engage in behavior like that. Um, so the the right way to do it is to go to the talkers to go perhaps to people um, who you have a relationship with who already have a strong fan base maybe ask their fans to become fans of your page um, to work your personal networks ask your friends and your friends of friends to you know invite people to become 
fans of the page and to promote your page through ads. I can have one more question. Yeah. I think five minutes ago you're like, oh, I didn't want to show you these because we don't have a lot of. So you were embarrassed because you only had ten friends or ten. Right. Friends. I mean, is there an issue about that? That if you don't have critical mass, you don't have fifty or a hundred people that you kind of don't want to be out there. I, I don't know if you don't want to be out there. I mean, we we haven't even like promoting it. Yeah, I mean, we ha we haven't even attempted to invite people yeah. to it yet. So um, and I understand about yeah, exactly. It's also our business. <laughs> I don't think the altar group has to be ashamed of you know a twenty or fifty friend you know page. I, I think that's that's perfectly perfectly uh, acceptable. Um, I I don't think it's there yet because this is so new. I don't think there's any shame in in having low numbers at this point. Okay. And quality over quantity, maybe. Yeah. Do, you do you recommend using Facebook exclusively, Twitter, other? Um, LinkedIn? No, I suggest using a combination of them all because they, they do all have their strengths. Yes, Chris. Just one question. Uh -huh. I know that um, just having a friend page, you can tweet, and there's applications to have your status be updated by whatever you tweet. Yes. Is that available for a that is a great question. I know that you can link a blog to it. I know you could. Uh, well, I have friends who are doing both. Say friends yes. And Twittering at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you can do that through different applications. You can set up um, online, you know, things to automatically post things like that. I I want to say yes, Chris. I'm fairly certain that that is true. Uh, yes. You know what? For pages, not groups, because pages you can add applications to, and it, there is an application that allows you to post your Twitter updates directly to your uh, status update. Um, groups, not so much. You can't add applications. And because groups doesn't have a status update, it wouldn't make any sense if they were. Exactly, exactly. So let's um, go back to five minutes. Yeah, it's just to, to get one more in here. Um, is there another topic up there that people are interested in exploring? Yeah, you know, I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about managing social media. Uh, excellent. I definitely can do that. So, uh, desktop tools. Um, the first desktop tool I want to show you today is TweetDeck. TweetDeck um, can combine your Twitter and your Facebook status updates from all of your friends. My tweet deck always shows up in the weirdest spot. Um, it's connecting right now. Um, this also allows you to simultaneously post a tweet and post a, a Facebook update, which I enjoy. Um, many people who are avid tweeters will tell you, Twitterers, tweeters, will tell you that um, uh, a desktop application for Twitter makes all the difference. Um, it, it really is kind of a pain to interact with it through the web. Um, but once you have it on your desktop, you will find that you use it more and more. And I've, I've really had a hard time getting in, into Twitter. It's one of the reasons I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm on the Facebook LinkedIn side of this presentation. Um, but I installed TweetDeck about a week ago, and I find myself Twittering way more often. It's just so handy. It's so fast. It's the difference between you know, reading your email in a desktop application like Outlook or, or you know, going through, you know, your webmail and, and accessing it remotely from work. I mean, it's just such a huge difference in the interface and the ease of use. Um, I really suggest, there's, there's plenty of, um, of products out there that allow you Twitterific. Uh, I've got Twitterific on my phone, uh, TweetDeck. Andy, do you know any, any others offhand? 
I, I know there's a, yeah, yeah, there's so many, there, there's an article, yeah, there's an article um, from Mashable in, in the packet that we passed out that has um, a couple different suggestions, but I've really enjoyed using TweetDeck. Um, it arranges things by columns, so I've got all of my Twitter updates here, all of my Twitter replies here, so if anybody, you know, does the little at symbol at me, um, I've got um, all of those aggregated here, um, and then I've got my Facebook friend status update. Now, if I wanted to tweet, I can check this little Facebook as well. So post at both place. Kicking butt at my presentation. Oh, yeah. And I send that simultaneously to Facebook and Twitter at the same time. Um, you can see I can um, put a URL, and just by clicking shorten, I can automatically shorten that to a bit.ly URL. Um, is everybody familiar with that functionality, bit.ly? Um, have you heard of tinyurl? Uh, with Twitter, because of the 140 character maximum, um, it becomes important that for you know really long web addresses, you know, uh, cornetchicago.org slash, you know, the la 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 la, um, that you can reduce the number of characters in that URL to something manageable so you're not taking up your entire tweet with um, a link address. So um, Bitly, there's actually a whole list of services here um, that will shorten automatically your, your, your URL. Um, so you paste a long URL into this into this field here. Um, you choose uh, whichever one you like. Bitly I like because you do have some options to track um, how that link is being used. You create a unique link that goes to the page you want. Press shorten, um, it automatically goes in. Let's say I wanted to, um, you can see how long that URL is. If I put it in here, um, I think that went shortens the URL. Did I just do me? There it goes. So it does this tiny little URL and now I've still got a hundred, you know, it does it in 20 characters or less. So I can, I can, I've got 120 characters left to write my message. Does that make sense? It's neat as Katie mentioned, you can, you know, as people retweet you and pass on that URL, wherever it goes on the internet, Bitly especially allows you to track that. So, so not only there was the original URL and the original content was, that was generated, but then you get this sort of social credit for people wanting to pass it on in this different vein. It is one way that people build names for themselves through Twitter and blogging, is by using these special trackable URLs. Katie, okay, I've used uh, TweetDeck. I haven't spent a lot of time setting it up, but one thing I haven't been able to figure out how to do it just because I haven't spent the time with this, um, sort out incoming tweets into groups. Like, what I'd really like is, you know, Coworkers, journalists, news outlets, whatever. Because Business Week tweets like every article they write, you know, and I'm much more interested in if a journalist is a source, you know. But I couldn't figure out how to do that. Um, I know it's right here. I was just looking at it. Okay, so you can add um, a new group. You can see it's, if you do look at the extended view, all, all I did was drag this so that I had, you know, more, more top. Um, and it revealed these buttons up here. So you can do a group, um, and then anybody who um, 
you are connected to through Twitter. And as far as I can tell, this is only a feature for Twitter. This does not apply to Facebook. Hopefully that's a feature that they will add soon in the future. You can name the group, select those names, and then you can add a, a column, you know, to, to, you know, this is arranged in columns. So let's say you did a Bliss PR group, uh, everybody related to you through work. You could have that as your center column. So then if I select that group, it's just those tweets? Exactly. Yeah. So again, that's a, a great way to reduce the noise.